All right, roll tape. Let's do it. Actually, we don't really roll tape. I just recorded my own home studio. But since we don't really do ads here, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about what we do at MacroZinc before we get started with the show today. MacroZinc is a full-service nutrition coaching and personal training company that does all of its coaching online. At MacroZinc, we provide fully customized one-on-one nutrition coaching and online personal training that has changed the lives of over 7,000 people and counting. We currently offer a two-week free trial for our nutrition coaching, and you can get started risk-free today. Just go to macrozinc.net slash services and get yourself signed up. Let's get into the show. All right, here we are. I believe we're in episode 27. That means you guys should know me by now, but if you don't, I'm Brad Dieter, the Chief Operating Officer here at Macros, Inc. This is my take, a podcast that discusses current events in nutrition, the business side of the health and fitness industry, and a little bit of everything in between. Let's dive into the show. All right, first up on the show today for our uh, nutrition topic, I want to talk a little bit about this idea of nutrition and genetics. This has kind of been determined or termed or deemed uh, nutrigenomics. And it's this idea that we can basically look at your DNA and we can tell you what you need to consume from your diet to be optimal. Now, there's so many different places to start this discussion, but I kind of want to walk through some of the core ideas we have in an article um, on our website in our NutriWiki. It's under, uh, just go to macrozinc.net slash NutriWiki, and there's an article called Nutrigenomics, What Can Your DNA Really Tell You About Your Nutrition and Training Needs? So let me just uh, start very briefly. So one of the hard parts, before we even get into like the actual utility and applicability of genetics and nutrition, is your your phenotype, like what you display as a human being, is a result of your genetics. But there's so many levels in between your genetics and your phenotype that actually control a lot of your actual physical phenotype. So you have genetics, you have epigenetics, you have like uh, RNA that can be modified. You have your transcriptome, which is your RNA. You've got your proteins, and then you've got your metabolites, right? So you have epigenomics, genomics, microRNAs, transcriptomics, proteomics, metabolomics. So basically, you don't need to know any of those terms, but just just think about it this way. You have several levels of abstraction and interaction between your genetics and what you actually display as a phenotype. So one of the things to realize is the use of genetic information to identify a phenotype really falls on a spectrum, On one end of the spectrum, you have things like monogenic diseases, so single-gene mutation diseases like uh, cystic fibrosis, Tay-Sachs, phenylketonuria, uh, muscular dystrophy. These really have kind of an underlying problem from one gene. On the other end of the spectrum, you have phenotypes that are controlled by interactions of many genes, sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousands. And things that are regulated by this many genes are things like metabolism, uh, muscle fiber type and function, response to mechanical and chemical, you know, uh, stimulus. And, you know, you have things like cardiovascular disease, you have things like obesity, you have all sorts of things, and they're controlled by, you know, tens or thousands of genes. And so when we look at 
what currently we do for things like nutrigenomics is basically what we're not doing is we're not reading your whole genome, right? We're basically looking at genes that are associated with certain parts of your metabolism, and then we're looking at single nucleotide polymorphisms. So let's say you have one gene that is involved with, let's say, carbohydrate metabolism. And let's just say there's a 1,000 genes in your body that are with carbohydrate metabolism. But we look at one, and we say, hey, you've got a T instead of a G there. That means, you know, this has been associated with 1% difference in carbohydrate metabolism in people. Um, If you think about that, that's like one small change amongst thousands of genes. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So let me put that into context. Let's say you get a genetic result that your, your single nucleotide polymorphism says you should consume more carbohydrates than fats and that it explains 10% of the variance seen in humans. That means that 90% of the reason you select your diet is not likely due to this variant. That means there's things like environment, training, goals. Uh, all those things play a much bigger role in determining how your body optimally processes things. So that's really kind of where the rub is, right? Is these tests don't really measure your genome. They measure single nucleotide polymorphisms. They generally test something that's a very complex trait um, and that these things don't really show much utility in terms of actual like programs or developing coaching or giving true advice on like what to do from a nutrition perspective. We haven't seen anything in the research literature that indicates that nutrigenomics actually improves things like weight loss, um, glucose control, lowers blood pressure. I mean, there's almost nothing that's like, hey, this one thing is going to tell you anything. The other hard part of it is, even if we get like perfect information, the benefits that you're going to get from personalized nutrition that's like that specific is also going to come down to what matters currently without like genetic-based personal nutrition. It's developing habits and doing it consistently over time. So maybe you're going to have 1% better result because you've chosen this fruit instead of this fruit. But that's really not the problem that most people have, right? I think this idea of genetic-based nutrition is really sexy because it leverages modern technology and gives you cool reports. But there's really just, there's no there there. Now, substance may be behind it in 10, 20, 30 years. I'm very skeptical. I, I could be wrong. Um, I think there's going to be some benefit for like very specific medical applications, maybe very specific disease states, uh, maybe in very, very intensive interventions, maybe related to some autoimmune diseases. But for like the general person who's trying to lose weight, who's trying to lower the risk of cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, um, who's trying to live a much better life, nutrigenomics or you know, trying to utilize genetic-based nutrition to help people really is selling a product that's not really going to be helpful. Um, so I would say at this point, we're decades away from genetic-based nutrition actually being helpful. And even then, I just am very skeptical that uh, it's actually going to play out anything. And I think people should focus on the fundamentals and doing what they need to do right now and not really even worrying about that stuff. So that's it for our nutrition insights.
All right, let's do business insights. We're moving on. Uh, this is something I, I read. I can't remember where I read it yesterday. Um, but I really love this thought process because I think it's important. Um, and it kind of covers two things. You know, everyone focuses on having some new novel idea to build a unicorn business. Or they're like, hey, you have to have some revolutionary idea. But that's really not the truth, right? Is not everybody needs like a brand new idea, right? There's plenty of people that need to be served in a capacity for problems they already have, right? We don't need to figure out, oh, everybody actually, the problem they have is they need an iPhone, right? Like that's, that's a once in a generation type idea. Not everybody needs that. We don't need to focus on people having ideas. What we need to focus on when we teach business school, when we teach entrepreneurship, when we teach any of these things is, Everybody has a billion ideas, and everybody focuses on that. What we really need to focus on is the energy and the drive and the ability to be consistent and relentless and resilient to get stuff done. Like, I can't tell you how many ideas people have brought to me or pitched to me um, or that I've had or family and friends have told me about businesses that they've wanted to start or do, and they're all great ideas, right? They all could make a fortune. They could all build a really amazing, sustainable business that solves a big problem for people. And they could build legacy and generational wealth and all sorts of stuff that comes with it, which is awesome. But the ideas are not enough, right? You have to have the focus. You have to have the energy. You have to have the drive. And you have to have the resiliency. And you have to have the, like, ability to get out of your own way and do those things. Um, And I think that's one of the things that's very underrated um, and very important. And it's a really good corollary to, you know, kind of weight loss, health, fitness, etc. Because we all have these moments of inspiration. We see people in movies we want to look like. We decide we want to take back our health. We want to be in control of certain things. Um, And we focus on this motivation, right? How do we get motivated? How do we make a change? But what we don't do is we don't focus on, okay, how do I change my level of energy that's dedicated to this problem? How do I change my drive? How do I change my consistency? How do I develop habits? How do I become resilient? How do I put myself in a place where failure isn't an option? How do I change my mindset so failure isn't an option? Um, And I think that's a really good corollary that you can take between business and health and fitness. And then I think shifting your perspective on don't worry about the idea or the motivation. Worry about the drive and the consistency. Okay. What am I learning today? This is kind of a bizarre, what am I learning today? But this was yesterday's education in the world for me. Um, So like I mentioned weeks ago, my wife and I are embarking on a construction project. And one of the things that I'm very interested in, because I like these things for some weird reason, is uh, I'm in charge of picking out the front door for the construction project. I had no idea the different numbers and types of doors there are. So I went yesterday and I was looking for a door and I was like, okay, this is what I want. I want something that's like a little modern. It's got some glass in it. Um, it's pretty simple. And they're like, okay, well, what type of door? And I was like, well, I just told you. They're like, no, do you want fiberglass? I was like, well, 
what's the pros and cons of fiberglass? I learned all about the pros and cons of fiberglass doors. Uh, then I learned about fiberglass clad wood doors. Then I learned about aluminum clad wood doors. And then I learned about tri-point locking systems. And then I learned about single locking systems. And then I learned about hemlock frames versus tongue and groove pine frames versus single fiberglass uh, slab frames. Um, I learned about pivot doors. I learned about how doors wear. It's like the just absurd number of configurations of front doors, not just the designs, but like the types actually kind of blew my brain. And now I have like stacks of magazines or like the product catalogs in my house that I have to sort through and try to find them. I also realized some front doors are absurdly expensive. So that's what I'm learning today. I now know more about doors than I ever cared to. All right, my daily win. Uh, This was yesterday slash Monday, um, but I got through 450 days of ad and marketing data from our two major ad platforms, Facebook and Google. So I downloaded all of the last basically year and a half, as far back as I could go for ad marketing data. um, And I built some dashboards so that as a company, we as MacroZinc can kind of learn about how to better advertise and market. So, you know, we used to just do monthly downloads of reports. Um, I actually went through and took the data, extracted it, pulled out days of week, days of month, month of year, did a bunch of statistics and all sorts of crazy stuff on it. And really just, we wanted to learn better of like, hey, how can we better utilize our our paid marketing, um, you know, campaigns and things like that to actually become more effective, right? One of the things we talk with our clients about is, can you just get 1% to 2% better in a bunch of different areas? Um, and that's kind of what we want to do with marketing. It's like, hey, if we can find 1% to 2% efficiencies in things, you amplify that across three or four categories over a year, all of a sudden you've made huge improvements. Um, so that was a daily win. I got all that done. I think I sat down at my computer at like 9 a.m. one day, and I, I think I got up, walked to the kitchen to get some water, and then came back and didn't get done till like 6 p.m. Like I just went straight through and hammered it. But that was fun. I actually like days like that where you're just kind of super focused. But that was a daily win. Daily learning lesson. Uh, listening can help you avoid a vast majority of the problems you end up in the middle of. I think a lot of times we get ourselves into our own pickles um, because we don't we don't see another perspective. We're so like we're in the middle of the hole and we think shoveling's going to get us out of there, but we don't even see that we're in a hole. And I think sometimes if you can step back and you can listen, you can solve a vast majority of the problems you end up, end up in the middle of. I think there's also just a piece of, like if you have relationship issues with people, just stopping and listening can also solve a lot of those as well. Not just kind of your personal business problems, but actual like issues in relationships. I think that's a good way to solve some of those problems. So that's it. This is my take. I'm Brad. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.